You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Heavenly Father, we ask that you will do that which you and you alone can do in this place. We thank you. God's push out a big amen. A huge amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you take your seats, could you be kind to the person next to you who you've ignored in holy worship over the last couple of minutes? Just tell them, hi, hello, my name is XYZ. And it's Sunday, so it's good to use your real name if an angel scolds you. Um, Romans 8, 18. I need to leave this for someone here. I, I, I might come into the message. But Romans 8, 18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present times are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Uh, help me tell the person next to you, there's glory that's about to be revealed in you. And, and I know, this, tell the person, it's a conversation. Tell them, I, I think there might be some suffering somewhere. Uh, tell them, now it's the pastor that says, don't worry yourself. I, I know they didn't invite you to the wedding. I, 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 I know she married somebody else. But tell them, there's glory coming. There is glory coming. In Jesus' name. Let's put our hands together, celebrate our band. Um, let's celebrate Rana, who so kindly shared her God experience this morning. God bless you. God bless you. And let's celebrate Theo, the gentleman who led worship with the violence. Such an awesome, awesome blessing. Thank you, Theo. God bless you. All right. Um, how are you, church? Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Um, 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 we do the word, okay? <laughs> All right, but just to clarify a couple of things, busy weekend all around the world, all right? Just to clarify, no, I couldn't make the reception. That's why you didn't see me at the, in the pictures, all right? And I think when they, they were going to invite just one Idris, and as, <laughs> as a Christian, I said, look, I prefer my other brothers. I said, here you go. Um, but, but it was a good show. Um, I had the privilege this morning to have fellowship with us all the way from... That you, he missed the wedding for this, just to be in the city. Uh, but he's ministered here to us, and he's a deep friend of the house, uh, the director of youth ministries uh, for Jesus House and most of RSC in the UK. Let's welcome Pastor Bajo. Thank you so much for fellowshipping with us this morning. All right. Um, when he asked me for a title for today's message, I said, um, Judgment Day. <laughs> But I hear that's the name of a movie. You look very happy this morning, sir. You're always happy. That's a line from a song. <laughs> All right. Um, let's read out of Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 to 3. Romans 8, 1 to 3, and then we'll read John 8, uh, 2 to 11. If it's your first time at LifePoint, thank you so much for coming. God bless you. I pray that God will speak to your heart today. Romans 8, 1 to 3, the Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was, it was, it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. And if you could very quickly uh, flip backwards in your Bible to John chapter 8, we'll read uh, this beautiful piece of scripture, John chapter 8, verses 2 to 11. 
2 to 11. It says, Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. She wasn't contemplating adultery. She wasn't checking online for where she could have a, you know, some adulterous affair. No, she was caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, it means they took her from the place of her sin. And oh, I should read it first, then we can preach. Okay. But yes, let's do that. It's better that. But they're taking her from the place of her sin. And they had brought her out. They had put it online. They had posted the video. They had tweeted about it. Uh, the Bible says, they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now, Moses in his law commanded us, you know, it's a commandment. And I need to read this scripture so we can then move on. But it's, it wasn't an option, you know, Jesus. We, we would have been kind to her, but it's a commandment. There's a judgment already concerning this woman that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the floor, on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. And so when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him uh, be the first to throw a stone. Let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the floor. Then those who heard it, been convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? And she said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. May God bless the reading of his word this morning. Amen. Father, I pray that you would give me passion this morning to preach. You would give me an anointing to teach and clarity to speak as one that is sent by you, O Lord. Let this message not just be in the excellence of man's wisdom. Oh, Lord God, in the brilliance of a speaker's oration, Father. Um, says where the word of a king is, where your word is that there is power. Let the balm of Gilead be here in abundance. Walk through every row, every aisle. Let no man live here the same. Let this experience of teaching, preaching, hearing the word, let it birth forth something of eternal significance. Our Father, we preach and teach in Jesus' name. Gospel shared a big amen. Amen. Um, so, Judgment Day. Let me ask the person next to you, who is accusing you? Who's accusing you? And if you're new to Life Point or you've been here a couple of times when I didn't preach, this is how I preach. Half of the message, I preach. The other half, you preach. So if you came to church, you didn't want to talk to the person, you didn't want to talk to anybody, I'm really sorry in advance. Okay? Have your smile the person next to you. Tell them, I'm going to talk to you this, this Sunday morning. I'm going to talk to you. I know there's a guy who's really happy about that. He's like, <laughs> say, talk to me, please. Forget the pastor. But our Christian work is a very legal expedition. It's a very legal. So when Paul talks about in Romans 1 that there's therefore no condemnation for us in Christ Jesus, he immediately goes into discussing about laws. He says, for the law of 
you know, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. And so, you know how they say the ignorance of a law does not necessarily excuse you from the effect. It's the same way that the ignorance of the legal uh, part of our Christian walk, the legal environment, does not uh, excuse us from the effects of those laws. Um, so if you go to court, how many lawyers are here? We have quite a number of lawyers. Any lawyers here? Don't be ashamed of your profession. Just lawyers. Oh, I say lawyers. If you're standing, sitting beside a lawyer, tell them it's okay. It's okay. You will make heaven too. <laughs> every, every good, when you show up in courts, you know you need a couple of things. You need prayer because you're in court already. You need a good legal team. You need proper preparation. Because what happens in court is, you know, if you're, the facts are in your favor, your lawyer, your counsel, they've put the facts together, they've arranged it, somewhere what happened, they've taken the blood sample, they've brought, a wit, you know, you, all the fancy things that happen. If the facts are against you, but there's potentially law that is for you, that's the challenge, you know, of the law, that the facts might, everybody saw you kill the person. But your lawyer knows that if you kill the person one minute before midnight, and the lawyer will now come. But, so you argue the law. But it requires pre, you know, proper preparation. And I want to talk about this whole concept of judgment today. Because normally when we talk about it, it's in the frame of, oh, you know, don't judge me. You know, are you judging me? You know, you're about to tell somebody something, look, I know you're about to judge me. or I'm not going to judge you. I'm not judging you. But, you know, it's, it's dropped in my heart as preparing for this, you know, service this week, you know, about this whole concept about judgment. About judgment. Ask the person next to you, are you, are you judging me? Have you been judging me this morning? Have you been judging me this morning? It's interesting that they bring this woman to Jesus. People always say how, you know, she was caught in adultery. She wasn't by herself. But they bring the woman to Jesus. But it's amazing how they thought they were bringing her to a place of shame. They thought they were bringing her to a place of disgrace. But it's amazing how God works miracles. They set her in the midst. They put her here. Where everyone could say, Jesus, look at this case. And I, I will divert a bit this morning to ask that as Christians, as people of God, that we must resist the temptation to be the one who uh, throws people out under the bus when they make a mistake. It's part of our evolving culture as a generation. Public shaming without restraint. So under the veil of anonymity and just the fact that we are not close by to the person, it's, you can't even make a grammatical, is it grammatical or grammatic? Which was it? And don't tweet about that, okay? You can't even make a grammatical error nowadays, you know. Just take you out. Even people in your church, church members. It's easy to laugh at everything. And, and I think we're, it's church, let's talk. 
It's easy to laugh at everything and condemn every single thing. Transmission. <laughs> everything. And I admit, I, no, no, to be honest, I, I laughed first. But then, but then, but then you realize that we're not very far off sometimes from the scribes and the Pharisees who then bring this woman to Jesus. Because <laughs> I wonder whether it's sometimes just the pain of our own imperfections that blind us to the weaknesses of other people. But they bring this woman to Jesus and says, Moses commanded that there's a judgment over her already. Moses commanded that she be stoned. Just in case you are not clear, it wasn't casual stoning. It wasn't one stone. That she be stoned to death. That she be killed. So, you know, and, and Jesus, you know, in that small episode, there's all sorts of legal, because they're quoting law. They're saying, you know, they are accusing the woman. Revelations 12, 10, I think, speaks about him who accuses the brethren before God day and night. The accuser of the brethren. So, this, you know, the stage is set. There is, there is the judge. I think it's Isaiah Chapter three twenty two speaks about God who is the judge. There's the accuser of the brethren. They are human representatives who say we saw, we heard, we believe, we perceive, we know facts about this person or X, Y, Z. And they bring an accusation against you. It's interesting how that there are different types of courts. Right? There's the high court. Which is the first court? Supreme Court cannot... Okay, what is that? I see what you mean by when I said the Which is the lowest court of the land? And I'm not even a, a law school professor, but I know that there's at least one wrong answer here. Because I've had customary... But it's customary, there's magistrate. Caleb, you were a lawyer. You're Googling it. <laughs> So, it's so, so, okay, let's say there's a magistrate court. Then, court of, hey, father. Okay, let's just do it like this. This is a hard one. And this is, this is a question they ask in law school. You know, what, this is, okay, but there's high court. Then there's, when you don't agree with the high court, then you go to court of appeal. And after the court of appeal, Supreme Court. Then you write an article in the paper. <laughs> And so there's different places where judgment is sought. And, and follow me, it's a bit of an inelegant in construct I put forth. But this is how it occurred to me this morning, church. So there's what I'll call the high court of my heart. There's your heart. And there's so many legal proceedings happening in our hearts. They talk about the inner conversations of a man's heart. You know, um, I used to say that how if the devil could get you to believe a lie about yourself, 
that he does not need to assign any demons to you anymore. That they can live. The Bible says that a man thinks in his heart. So he says to guard your heart with all diligence. It says from out of your heart flow the issues of life. And so there's this first place where you know, the, the law, legal proceedings are happening. Where there is the sound of judgment being sought. There is there are legal conversations happening. Romans chapter 8 that I read says, There is therefore now no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. Yet John says in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 20, he says, For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. So a man can be in a place where his heart condemns him. A man, a woman can be in a place where the judgment is not even external. The accusation is not even external. It's interesting about Ronald's God experience, how she began to speak about some of these scriptures and speak about, you know, some of these things that I'm talking about. It's like, okay, well, Father, thank you. But I wonder who is oblivious as it were, of the proceedings happening in their heart. Uh, help me tell the person next to you, what's happening in your heart? What's happening in your heart? What's happening in your heart? Because you cannot outrun God's mercy and love. You can't. You can run, but you cannot outrun God's mercy and love. There is enough forgiveness. So, you know, when, when you guys know I me, mean, I tell you, I grew up in Benin and, you know, we're not. So, in those days when some, you know, people wanted to fight and you bring, maybe like you didn't bring your brother and your friend. And then what the guy would do, he would look at you and say, ah, no, not not rich. For more people just go back and Pastor Bajo, it means people are not enough. You know, I'm just translating. And I should really just preach one message in Pigeon English one day. Just from start to finish, just upset some people. And so sometimes, God looks at all your weaknesses, all your mistakes, everything you have done, everything you have done. The voice of the blood says, no, no, Rich, it's not enough. It, I'm more than this. But the challenge, because in the law courts, the high court of our hearts, sometimes we seek to sit as the judge there. And, and as we proceed, my first encouragement this morning is, would you let God be the one who is the judge in your heart? Because God is speaking to someone this morning. <laughs> He's saying, I need your heart to be on your side. I need your heart to be on your side. This is important. I, I'm going to jump a bit, but I'll tell you what this is. When you go up in most courts, if they've accused you of doing something, one of the things they would ask you for, regardless of who showed up with you, what essay, it doesn't matter where the person started, it doesn't matter how many lawyers you brought, one of the things they would ask you for 
is they would say to you, follow me. Are you Christian, Muslim, or social media? <laughs> I'm social media. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Say, uh, I, go, I swear by Instagram that I will say the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, and stuff like that. Then the first thing they ask you for, how do you plead in this matter? And you know, your lawyers are just listening. They've told you what to say. Because they know that no matter how many arguments they have written down, that when you say, I am guilty, <laughs> even your lawyer will stand up, sir, I'm sorry, may I consult with my client a bit? But that's not what we said. He said, but I, I feel guilty. He said, I don't care what you feel. <laughs> you open your mouth and say, innocent. He goes back. Sir, he wants to say it again. Follow me. On this count, this count, this count, you know, they brought you, say, in Akure, you did this, 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 when you were this. Da, da. What do you plead? <sighs> I'm guilty, sir. Lawyer said, hey, hold on, sir. So, judge, sorry, he's a bit tipsy. <laughs> follow me, I'm begging you. <laughs> I, I am begging you, follow me. You need to say with your mouth, for this prosecution, for, this, for me to be able to defend your case, we need you to enter a plea. And, and this is important, church. But your heart needs to be on your side. So you need to introduce your heart to God. So John says, even if our heart condemns us, Ephesians 1, Paul says, the one you have come to trust as you entangled yourself, as you interacted with the word of truth. So I don't know who it is who's very heavy-hearted in this season. We need to get your heart on God's side. Help me look at the person next to you and tell them we need to get your heart on God's side. Because if we don't do this one right... We can gather, we can get Ganifami back from the grave, from, from the other side, Femi Falana, all the big lawyers, everybody, bring some people from, uh, from suits, bring, <laughs> bring all the lawyers, they gather there. What do you plead, Samuel? I'm guilty as charged. Uh, say, uh, let's, let's reconvene for sentencing. Because it, it's hard to move further away from what your heart is saying. So there's that high chord. And this I need to put together. It just, just follow me. But what I call, there's also this, I call it the appeal court of the accuser. So this is where, this is Revelations 12, 10. The accuser of the brethren, the one whose job description is to question everything about you, your destiny, your life. He has the, the, when it comes to court, he doesn't only have your file. He has the file of your grandfather, your great-grandfather that, that sold slaves in Ife. He has all, all of you. He has everything together. Your father that stole money from government. He has the file. So sometimes he tells you, how can you come to church and be smiling? They educated you with stolen money. And you say you are blood-bought. <laughs> The voice of the accuser comes bringing doubt 
and questioning about everything that God has said. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1 opens up. It says, did God really say? Jesus' temptations look for. He says, he says, if you be. There was again and again a questioning. Whether backed or based on fact or fiction, the accuser of the brethren doesn't care. Because you know there's sometimes in the law court where even your own counsel will stand and say, I object. He's objecting because it's not proper. The, the, the accuser of the bread doesn't really care. Everything is fair for the devil. <sighs> when you get to that court, and I wonder how many people are in that place where all around them, what they can hear very clearly is legal conversations, just conversations from the accuser of the brethren. A couple of weeks ago, it dropped in my head. I guess I'd always known it. But negative thoughts do not come from God. I repeat, negative thoughts do not come from God. Uh, this one is the one you have to help me preach. Turn to the other neighbor, the one you've not spoken to today. Tell them, negative thoughts do not come from God. Yes. James 1.17 says, Now every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither is there a shadow of turning. So the thought that has been, you know, coming over and over and over again, that conversation about what you did last night, last year, last month, and what will happen in your life that leaves you in a place of despair, hopelessness, not feeling worthy, does not come from God. And so you need to learn how not to mentally cooperate with the devil. And we all hear this voice. We all hear this voice. <laughs> and sometimes, I know most of you live in Lekki where there are no mosquitoes. It's all right. I know, I know, I know. There's AC everywhere. It's, it's automated, mosquito repellent. But, but some of you have lived in places where there are mosquitoes. Nathan, you live on my street. For real. We have mosquitoes outside. And you know what happens when there's just, those of you who just got into the country, again, I apologize, or you're listening from Washington. Sorry. Mosquitoes are insects. It's very small insects. <laughs> Church, we have a global audience. We have to behave. They're insects, very small. When they fly, they make this noise. <laughs> they bite. You don't feel the bite. Do you, okay? Sometimes you feel them, the violent ones, you feel them. But, but what you do when a mosquito comes into your space, I know you're all too, you don't even know a mosquito, it's all right, no problem, just follow me. When you, you don't just like, oh, mosquito. <laughs> all is one and one for a pet. <laughs> what? Oh, God, it's like a violin. How <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, nice. You and I know what you do. You. You look at the mosquito, you're not looking at it, so he doesn't know that you're coming for it. 
Then you set one hand. Ass! Then you look, blood. <laughs> Whose blood is this? <laughs> but that's the very same way you need to learn to track negative thoughts as they enter into your space and spray them down, smack them down, whatever it is by the power of God. But this whole just sitting down there, the thing is going through your mind. Zoom, zoom, zoom. You are smiling. Ah. It is not music, my brother. Because very few people will buy a book that is just full of insults aimed at you. And so what you would not allow outside, you don't even allow people driving on the road. You don't know the guy. Total stranger. All he said is, oh God, what are you driving? You just like, you, you just erupt. How can you say that? You know, of course, the best ones are the when the bus drivers insult you. First, so you are mad. Ah, hey. Ah. You know, and you just, you, you actually feel violated. And it's interesting, but yet we do not feel violated when the accuser of the brethren shows up. And says you are worthless. You zoom. You just, just look. All the bus driver said is that there's something about your mental state reflected in how you are driving that he doesn't like. But you are upset. You want to cross him over. You want to show. Him. Come on. I tell the person next to you, you need to squash this. You need to squash this. Some people are still being judged, measured, mentally defined, restricted, afflicted. By words that were spoken 10 years ago. But it, it ends today. You will hear God loud and clear in Jesus' name. That you would let God's voice become, as it were, the gatekeeper for your soul. Negative thoughts coming from the accuser of the brethren. They are not casual, sir. They are not casual. Some of us, I mean, some of us buy expensive jewelry. And you know you don't leave it just hanging anywhere. No. You, you, hide, you go and hide it. So you buy a safe. Put it in to the, you put it into the safe. Lock it with password. Lock the safe in a cupboard. Lock the cupboard in your room. Lock the house of the door. Then lock the gates. Then pay money to the street to lock the streets. Then you come and pray on top of it. So why is your mind open? Why? Some of you, the past, when I see some people opening their phone, the pattern to open your phone is a pattern, is, it's, it, is, it is encrypted. And you turn left, then you turn right, then you now do some, just your phone, no. All inside is WhatsApp message, and that's all. You will hide it. Why is your heart open? As I prepared for this, I realized that sometimes we underestimate the importance of personal devotion, just hanging out with God. Because from there you get strength that is required to protect your heart. The Bible says that we overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Because when you get into God's presence, you come out 
thinking like God. Smelling like God. You know what it is when you hug someone who's wearing a strong perfume? You walk away and like, ah, have you been with so and so? And there are voices of all sorts of other witnesses around. In 1 John 5, John says, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. He says, and these three are one. He says, and there are three that bear witness on earth. He says, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. Have you heard the testimony of the blood concerning you? Have you heard the testimony of the Holy Spirit concerning you? Who shows up in court and tells their witnesses to shut up? There's the high court of your heart. The appeal court of the accuser where the devil just goes to and fro. And please church, the devil, the Bible says he's the father of liars. So when he talks, your first assumption should be this is a lie. So when he says your head is big, it's a lie. When he says to you that you will never marry, it's a lie. When he says you will end up in poverty and penury, it is a lie. When he says you can never walk straight, you will never achieve anything, that you will end up a failure, it is a lie. That is, he, he doesn't tell the truth. Let me tell the person next to you, you're winning this case. You're winning this case. You're winning this case. Because the testimony of other people should actually also become your own prophecy. So when you hear what God did for this, they would say it's the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. The God who did it for Abraham, he will do it for, he did it for Isaac, he will do it for Jacob. Did God not do it for Megan? Let me tell someone your prince is on the way. I, I knew you would shout at this one. I, I knew it. So I was writing it in bold letters. My princes are on the way. Just one. Just one. Just one. All you princes in the house. And then there's the supreme court of God. Isaiah 33 and 22 says, For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. It is he who will save us. Isaiah 46 and 11. He says, From the east I summon the bird of prey. From a far land, a man who will fulfill my counsel. He says, What I have said, that I will bring about. What I have planned, that I will do. Lamentations 3.37 says, Who says it? And it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it. The Lord is the king of all kings, the judge of all judges. Uh, I think it's in Hebrews chapter 12. I think it's in verse 23. It says, you have come to God, the judge of all. Let me tell someone, your father is the judge. 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 God's judgment is ultimate. What is the judgment of God concerning you. And our faith, the Bible says, without faith it is impossible to please God. 
Our faith simply is one of the things it is, you know, it's us aligning our plea, our confession, our thinking, our behavior with what God has said concerning us. Because, you know, when we talk about judgment, we've, we've, we've thought about this so much that we say, oh, God is going to judge you. His judgment. And we always think about But when you go to court and the, the judge is going to proclaim a judgment or, or announce a judgment, it can go either way. He can say you are free or he can say you are going to jail. But God's judgment concerning us is clear. God's judgment concerning us is clear. There is liberating judgment from God in Christ Jesus. It says there is therefore now no condemnation. God's judgment says you are free. God's judgment says you are forgiven. God's judgment says that you are someone of worth. And some, someone needs to print that. You need to print a huge poster. Put it on your wall. Bring down all these pictures of girls that don't know you. Put, bring it down. Bring it down. Put it. If it's you, I'm talking, just look straight. Don't worry. It's okay. Maybe and somebody is, you, you know God is hunting you down. As I said that, you just saw the pictures again. Bring them. When you, and print out big. I am someone of worth. What is God's judgment concerning you? God's judgment says you are born of me and you have overcome the world. God's judgment says that you are greater than your mistakes. <laughs> what is God's judgment concerning you? He says that even where there are weaknesses, he says my grace is sufficient for you. He says, my strength is made manifest in your weaknesses. So for, for a lot of people, there is a need for a total switch in the algorithms that you use to process information about yourself. You need to figure out... Because there are all sorts of legal conversations happening in your heart. Your heart is saying one thing. The accuser of the brethren is saying another thing. People are saying another thing. Your parents say one thing about you. Your friends tell you one thing about you. Someone said you are tall. Someone said you are short. Someone caught me. You wake up in the morning and one friend says, my goodness, you are stunning. The other friend says, my goodness, has your makeup finished? You know, just all sorts of things. I love this week. It looks old. What are you doing with your life? It is just a, there's just all sorts of things. The amazing thing is that we cannot hear some of the most important conversations that you are participating in. I'll tell you the picture I saw in today's service. Because at the end of this message, I'm going to ask, but is there anybody, anyone, who is struggling under a cloud of condemnation, there is something just weighing so heavily upon you. It might be just the voice of circumstances, the voice of the, I don't know who it is or what it is. I'm going to ask that wherever you are, that you indicate, and today is judgment day. 
Today is the day we allow the voice of God silence the voice of the accuser. Today is the day where we break down walls that have been set up by the devil in your mind, in your heart. The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Isaiah chapter 55, God says your thoughts, these thoughts you are thinking, he says they are not my thoughts. So. He says your ways are not my ways. So he begins to say, look, can we do an exchange? For someone, Jesus is saying, would you let me represent you in court? Jesus is saying, the next time the devil brings up that abortion, would you let me show up? Would you let me? It's been five years. But you know, there are nightmares, even when you are awake. For someone, it's just this habit that is taking away from your sense of worth. Why does the devil fight so hard? Why does he fight so hard if there is nothing of worth in your life? I remember years ago, you know, God saying to me how that, he says there was a battle over my life years ago. He says, as men fight for countries. And I, I didn't understand that. I didn't, you know, but sometimes there is just so much value that you are carrying <laughs> that you attract a battle indeed. I'm going to end by this. Over the last couple of weeks, uh, it became very strong in my heart to pray more and more for the church. And I started praying about life in particular. I just felt that the devil was, was threatening people's lives. Not by, you know, sending blood-sucking demons. No, 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 no. These guys have gone to, they've upgraded and more sophisticated. Now use software. They program the minds of people to think and believe a particular thing. And then they leave the people. And I remember telling the leaders, I think a couple of weeks ago, that I said, look, every Tuesday morning we would wake up and we'll just declare life over life point. See, you see how I rhyme there? Life over life point. I'm trying. And we began to, you know, declare Chinaya so, you know, so graciously would put up stuff. And would say, look, we declare that we would live and not die. We declare out of John 17, it says, all the ones you have given me, it says, I have lost none of them. And we began to declare that. And we're still declaring that every Tuesday. By God's grace, we will do that for as long as God helps us. But one thing that is so important this morning is that we can all show up on Tuesday and every other day and declare life over you. But what are you declaring yourself? So John chapter 8, it always puzzled me. All the condemning people had left. All the accusers had left. Jesus had dispersed them, not with his silence, but with words that he had put forth. After they leave, Jesus turns to the woman and says, woman, where are those that accuse you. Where are those that condemn you? And it occurred to me one day that Jesus wanted the woman's input as well. And the woman says there is no one. Not that they don't exist anymore, but they have left. Not that they've stopped wanting to hurt me, but Father, 
you've said something that has thrown them away. Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Holy Spirit of God. You don't keep quiet on judgment day. You don't keep quiet on judgment day. You need to walk guilt free. Sometimes you eat, you drink Coke sugar free, right? What they say is, they say it's not sugar free. It tastes like water. Good Christians should not drink that. Sometimes you eat bread. They say it's, uh, sir? Gluten free, bromide free, what else? A Christian should wake up every morning, walk through the earth guilt-free. Totally guilt-free. Not one, not one small drop. Let us pray in the spirit for about two or three minutes, if you can. The Bible says when we speak in tongues, says we, we, we speak mysteries to God. Let's pray in the Spirit. Uh, can someone give Nene a mic if you don't mind? I'd like us to pray in the Spirit. If you don't speak in tongues, that is fine. No singing yet, just no problem. We'll come to singing. But just, just pray in the Spirit. But I'd like you to hold hands. Hold the hand of the person next to you on your left and on your right. I want everyone who can to please pray in the spirit. It doesn't matter whether you're in the multimedia booth. It doesn't matter whether you're on the band here. Everybody, just pray in the spirit. It doesn't matter whether you're in Osha. Shakespeare that says in the Merchant of Venice it says today uh, Daniel has come to judgment Lord we release in this place today the judgment of God Labonda Nagadam Braganda Moka Labashke Le Braganda Hilikaya Brada Gaye Bragadai Leboshanakanda Mare Brogodoza Granda Magadoshka Leba. Come on, church, just pray in the spirit. If you don't pray in tongues yet, it's fine. Just go ahead and just say, Father, we thank you. Labonda Nakatala Banda Magada Ebrondo no Bragadai Christi Branda Kilipanda Harabagia Sakrasuske de Hayagara. It ends today, it ends today, it ends today. Leba shata rabazika rebrahika yakatalaba. Ermo santa yeka nagata hiyakanda lagata. Lemosh nahirikai yekare yaikaya na yahaskahi. Lahiyakane amahyaka satyari akrashka liha yaya. Enahara gazaya kagadaya ganda hele yadakai. Lembra ganda makataya banda hele likanda hele likanda dagada. E mahaya ya 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 sasapo nilililikanda nadagada dadagade le shotara mage. Just keep on praying in the spirit. 
just keep on praying in the spirit it says you have not come to a mountain that may be touched and that born with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest you've not come to a sound of a trumpet and a voice of a word it says that those who had begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore it says but you have come to mount zion it says to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of the sprinkling that speaks better things than any other voice than the blood of Abel. makalaba. Yebo Rabaganda Magalemba Rambramanda Magadosh Ye Manta Rabaganda Malebondo Mokos Were Baka Bragadosh Kalemba Rabade Bragada Ye Mande de de Bondo no Sopranda Nagadosh Ye Lebo Santani Pregede Ipo Soprebedesh Ye Lebocom de Makai Le Zamanikada Pande Legredeshka Ekobo Shalabanda Magados so this is what we're going to do in one prayer we're going to shut down the voice of the accuser in one prayer we're going to release the judgment of God over our lives because we know it's good judgment since I know the thoughts I think towards you thoughts of good and not of evil to prosper and not to harm you to bring you to an expected end of good Every other judgment apart from that, any other suggestion apart from that comes from hell. It will not stand. You cannot reference your life. You cannot build your thoughts or imagination upon that. So we're going to shut them down tonight. Uh, this morning, we're going to shut them down this morning. So why don't you just take the next one or two minutes? I don't know what is happening in your courts, but I, I, will, I would just like you to just begin to declare over your life. You can leave the hands of the person you're holding, but I'd like you to just begin to declare over your life that the judgment of God stands true. Someone wants to start from Romans 8 and say there is therefore now no condemnation over you. You need to call your name. You need to call your name. You need to call your name. There is therefore now no condemnation over Joshua. There is therefore now no condemnation over Ogochuku. There is therefore now no condemnation over Falabi. There is therefore now no condemnation over Folusha. There is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation over Shade. There is therefore now no condemnation over Iketu. There is therefore now no condemnation over Akko. There is therefore now no condemnation over Omahumi. And you want to start from there. It says, who can say if God has not said enough of letting the devil come up and act like he's someone that he is not. In the name of Jesus, I am bold and confident. Someone needs to reclaim some part of their inheritance. I don't know what the devil told you. Only so far and no further. You need to stand in the name of the Lord Jesus. The second prayer, we just one more after this one. The second prayer, I don't know if there's anybody who has been under a cloud. You've been under a cloud.
you've been under a cloud. You've been under a cloud. It's a, it's a thick cloud. It's, it's holding you down. It's a cloud of condemnation. It's a cloud that's holding you down. I'll ask you to stand and we're going to pray together. And, and I'm going to ask all the leaders to stand so you don't feel odd. So I'm going to ask all the leaders, all ministers, all pastors, all leaders to stand. So we're standing already. Is there anyone in this church, in this house this morning, you know there's a burden. It doesn't matter whether it's a big one, but there's a burden. In fact, for someone, I'm asking, you, you know your heart has been condemning you. For someone, it's the devil that has just brought one condemnation over the other. The Bible says, Who the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. There's someone God is waiting for you to stand. You can't even feel your hearts anymore. If people are standing around you, would you just please help me hold their hands? Would you please help me lay hands on them? I, I just lay hands on your shoulder. I don't because we're part of the same body. If there's someone standing around you, would you just hold the hands as we pray this morning? But there is, there, it is judgment day. It is judgment day. It is judgment day. La bonda macaranda macadosh. Libanda basakare barigena. Emosana lakarabande macarana. Libande prakarabosh. And as you stand, maharabagaba shibukanda maga before the one who has the final say. The only thing I'll ask you to say as you stand is essentially enter a plea. Is essentially, and that's all I ask. I, I know it's a bit of a tough one for you, but that's all I ask. Just to say that I am innocent. That's all I ask you to say. That I am innocent in the name of the Lord Jesus. That I am free in the name of the Lord Jesus. That I am free in the name of the Lord Jesus. That I am innocent in the name of the Lord Jesus. That I am free in the name of the Lord Jesus. That I am free in the name of the Lord Jesus. Church, I want us to pray and release the judgment of God in this house. I like us to say, no longer shall the rod of the wicked exert over the lot of the righteous. I like us to say that no longer shall the children's teeth be set on edge because their fathers ate song grapes. I like us to say no longer, no longer, no longer, no longer, no longer, no longer. Let's declare that it ends today. It ends today. Let's rebuke every thought that comes from the devil in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's rebuke every cycle of condemnation. Let's rebuke every weight of worthlessness. Let's rebuke it. Let's rebuke it. Let's rebuke it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Our last prayer tonight or this morning Is there anything in your life that has been posing and saying to you that this is the reason why you can't become what God says you will be? Is there anything in your circumstance, in your past, in your present, anyone who has spoken words over you 
And we do not pray against the person, we pray against the words. Is there anything you have been hearing? <laughs> uh, is there anything you've been hearing? As Pastor Bajo was telling me some weeks ago, he says, Jesus answered the fig tree. He says, Jesus must have heard something. The fig tree said something to Jesus. Would you stand in the name of Jesus? And would you present that person before the one who is the bishop of your soul, your father, the king in heaven? And say, Father, this is what they said. But Lord, this is what you said. And say, I declare that I believe the report of God. Would you call that voice a liar? I'd like you to speak. Would you call that voice a liar in the name of the Lord Jesus? Would you call that voice? He says, let every other voice be a liar. He says, let God alone be true. What is it that said you will not make it? You will not, you will not, what, who said it? He says, who is the one who says it when God has not said it? Who said you will not have a baby? Who said you will not have a job? Who said you will not attain to the age of 40 or 50? Who said what? Who said you will not do what God called you to do? Ah! It is not even time to speak in tongues. It is time for you to say in the name of the Lord Jesus, I call you a liar. Let what my father said concerning me be through. It was said you could not be happy. Who said you could not be at peace? Who said it? It is not time to keep quiet. In the name of Jesus. Save notice. Save notice. Save notice. Hey, come Save notice. Who said you will always be an amateur? Who said you will not be international? Who said it? That you will not be beautiful? Who said it? Hey, save notice, church. Save notice, church. Save notice, church. Save notice, church. Hey, it's not time to sit fancy or stand in one place. It's time to open your voice over your own destiny. Who measured to you the, 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 the limits, the boundaries of your life? Set notice, we expand to the left, we expand to the right, we bear fruit up, but when men shall say there is a casting down, we declare that there is a lifting up. Who said because your father went one way, you will go that way? Who said it? for someone it's like a mosquito it's been coming on and on making that noise but you just need to squash it tonight you just need to squash it and another one might come tomorrow but you just need to squash it someone just needs to say father i need to get my heart on my own side I need to introduce truth after truth after truth after truth. Hey, Kadabos. Bible says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Last week I said, oh, God of mercy. It doesn't matter your feelings are just hearing today. But Father, let, let our hearts hear you. I just want to be where you are. 
I just want to be near your heart There is nothing like There is nothing like you. Can we just sing that out? I just want to be. I just want to be where you are. I just want to be near your heart. There is nothing like your love. There is nothing like your love. Let's just worship God. Let's just worship. And I'm no longer slave to fear. I am a child of God. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. Come on, declare it this morning. I am a child. Can we sing it from the top? You unravel me, you unravel me with a melody. You surround me, you surround me with song of deliverance, of deliverance from my enemy, from my enemy till all my fears, till all my fears. So unless to declare.
And you rescued me, King Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We declare that we are free indeed. Lord, sometimes it feels tough because we look back and we can't, we can't tie it, you know, we had things we had done, things we had said, things people said. And so for you to say we are free without guilt, without condemnation, Lord, take some reckoning. But Lord, this morning we reach out in faith. We declare what you say is what we say. We declare that we are free God's people shout a big amen. amen. A huge amen. amen. A huge amen. amen. Let's put our hands together and take our seats. Thank you. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.